We are braver and wiser because they existed. Those strong women and strong men. We are who we are because they were who they were. It's wise to know where you come from. Who called your name? That is a quote by Dr. Maya Angelo. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 26. The topic this week is get your badass on. And my guest this week is Laura DeFranco. Laura has a third degree black belt and a clear preference for traveling fast and being a badass. But she is also the pragmatic champion of small business owners who want to push their health-based practices to the next level, but need a little help to do so. Through her Bethesda-based Brave Healer Productions, Laura offers inspiring speeches, workshops, an online writing club, and other services that can help talented health professionals tell their own stories so that they can maximize the professional impact. Laura DeFranco, MPT, is an expert holistic physical therapist. With almost three decades of expertise in holistic physical therapy behind her, she has written six books. Her latest book is titled Brave Healing, A Guide for Your Journey. Hello, Laura. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hey, Trina. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Now, I'm looking at your website and your bio, and you you do holistic and physical therapy, but you also do a lot more. You're a speaker, you're an author, and you're a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I do do a lot, don't I? Oh my goodness. Every time somebody reads that list, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just going to it's gonna sound like so much to people, but that's something I've had to get over that that going ahead and being the too much in the world, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I mean, I, I love it. And I, I love what you have on your website. Get your badass on. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you would just go ahead and tell me about you and brave healer, because I'm thinking you're doing things a little differently than how I've seen holistic therapists do things. Yeah, thank you. You know, Brave Healer Productions was something that developed out of um, a few different things. Definitely my martial arts training and just understanding that life, the way you go about life is a practice. And for me, it's been a practice of awareness. And then showing up, just really showing up sort of fiercely alive for everything in my life and making the decisions that point me in a direction of that, of that badass. And, and what is that? I mean, it's joy, just plain and simple and really living that way unapologetically. And 
you know, if you have some listeners who are recovering perfect good girls like I am, um, then they'll they'll understand that idea of just having to move through the unworthiness issues, the fear issues, the doubt and uncertainty issues onto the other side of that and just becoming more of who they are. And I think that's badass. I think that it takes a warrior to show up in your life like that and really um, go full on. So how do you do that? Because I totally agree with you, but not always do we have that fearlessness that you're talking about. How do you help people get to that point? Well, I like that you said that you use the word fearless. It's not about being fearless. It's about, in fact, some of the people who are practicing this the most have the most fear inside them. They are the ones having to move through it and overcome it. And I, I call the, the kind of fear that I want to get over the, you know, showing up a little bit bigger in the world kind of fear. I call it purpose-driven fear. It's a little different than survival kind of fear. I mean, we're talking to other people in our lives who really are playing bigger, showing up, writing and speaking out loud, getting their messages out there. And to move through that kind of fear, um, a lot of people will say, oh, how did you get fearless? I'm like, no, no, no. It's not (laughs) that I'm fearless. It's that I've just mastered some tools to move through the feeling. I have the feeling every day. And so you asked me how, and I think awareness is the foundation for the courage that we want. And what does that mean? It means feeling and noticing what you're thinking, feeling, sensing in a moment to moment basis so that you can respond from that now moment rather than react, rather than be triggered or react. Does that make sense? It does. And I have. In the last couple of years, I have really started tapping in doing that in my own life. But is there usually like an event in your life that finally makes you say, you know what, I need to get my act together? <laughs> and what are you, what are you seeing? <laughs> I think everybody, uh, yeah, can maybe point to an event. Uh, you know, maybe for me, it was turning 50. Maybe it was 10 years ago when I turned 40 and said the same things to myself. <laughs> You know, like um, sometimes it's uh, a turning point in your life, a big change that you make. Um, I was divorced three years ago. That surely was a turning point for me where I decided that I just couldn't tolerate the feeling of living by everyone else's rules anymore. And if it, if I was going to do something about this life of mine, it was going to have to be now. Like, you know, and as a healer and as somebody who's sharing their message out loud with the world to sort of read and hear, I feel like we have a duty to step up like this. I feel like we ask our clients to be vulnerable and do the hard work of showing up in the world, but are we being the trailblazers? So I actually just feel a bit bigger duty about that these days and, and kind of come to the point this year where like, you know what? I talk to myself this way. Your your fear is is boring. It's not about you anymore. It's really about the person whose life you might change or save because you had the courage to share your story. I love I love that totally and I am so in sync with that because I had to get myself to that same place of 
you know, I have a story to tell and I think it will impact someone else. And many times, and as you know, everyone has a story. Yes. It's just a matter of sharing it, no matter how good or bad. And my thing is, how do you, if someone comes to you and they're on that path and they say, you know, I want to share this story to motivate other people, but they're feeling that the things that they have that are in their story are things that they're ashamed of. How do you get them past that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I write to feng shui my soul. I write first and foremost for myself as a healing process to clear the space for the bigger connection to move through me so that what is published or is spoken out loud feels really good and worthy and brave to me. So the first thing I do is tell people, you got to get it out of you without the expectation that anyone is going to hear it first. You need to move those stories and be a witness to your own life in detail without censoring yourself. And I know that, it I don't know, might sound simple or not simple to people, but that is a profound healing process. That kind of writing, and I'll say writing for now, it could be speaking too. Um, that changes you. That will transform your life um, if you decide to take that on. You know, shame is an interesting thing. The moment we call it out, the moment we are brave enough to actually write about it, speak about it, call it out loud, it dissolves. It cannot exist inside of that calling out process. But we're also afraid of telling the story. Like, oh my God, what are people going to think? Who am I going to offend, upset, or disappoint by writing these words out loud or speaking these words? And really, it's about prioritizing your own healing process first and foremost. It's scary, though, right? Sounds a little scary. Yeah, (laughs) and that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here thinking because, (laughs) you know, sometimes other people try to inflict their pain on you. So they'll say, oh, well you're divorced. Who are you to tell me about being married? You know, things like that sure. where it can really affect, you know, your, your esteem. And, and then you start doubting whether you really do have, because you're saying, well, yeah, I've gone through these different things in my life. Will someone look? Because a lot of times, not me, but a lot of people are looking for the perfect person. And to me, if I'm going to see a speaker or if I'm going to read a book and that person is being transparent and they're saying, I didn't do everything right. I did this wrong. I did this wrong. But this is how I've overcome. Yes. That motivates me more. And that's what I try to do with my speaking and with this podcast. So how did you get to that point in your life? I know you mentioned a divorce, but what else made you decide to do this? Well, uh, oh man, that's you, you just said a lot in those few sentences, didn't you? <laughs> Sorry. That, no, that's awesome. Like, and who are we to speak about something if we have, quote, failed, like the divorce topic? The thing is that I see mistakes and failures as stepping stones, and it sounds like you and I really jive as far as mindset, right? It always starts in your mind about what you're thinking. And if you're thinking something, well, then it's going to be true. So questioning everything is something that that started me on this, this journey. Question everything, including your own thoughts, beliefs, and then the actions that you take based on those thoughts and beliefs. 
So who am I to talk about uh, good relationships when I've had a divorce? Well, um, it's, I mean, there's a little bit of truth to that. I could only really start to talk about the process when I was well on the other side of it and could take a good look at the situation, myself, how I was feeling about it. And what I'd like to talk about is the awareness that I practiced through the event. So you guys fill in the blank with whatever event it is that happened in your life. You have experience because you went through it. Certain things happened because you went through something. And so I, again, I'll just repeat it. Start asking questions. Um, what do I really think about this? Um, what else is possible here? And you know that saying that we teach what we most need to learn? Have you ever heard that one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I have stepped up and offered what I know to other people in the spirit of, I'm always teaching what I, what I most need to learn, you know? And when you're in that kind of beginner's mindset, collaborative mindset, inspirational mindset, yeah, it's a game changer. And you're, you hit the, the, the nail on the head. I am all about mindset because how you think affects your whole life. Yes. And yeah. you, you mentioned, um, you were telling people that I am a martial artist and I will just offer you guys the quote from my master, discipline the mind, the body will follow. And, you know, he's, I learned that quote way back like 12 years ago when I started that practice with him and I kind of got what he was saying, but then it was through the actual practice of what he was saying that I really got it. And we know these things, right? We know mind body is connected. We know that it's about integrating and we, it's, we have the scientific proof even. It's not like this thing maybe 10 or 20 years ago where we were all trying to believe it. Now we all believe it, but it's about practicing it and seeing what manifests from there. Hmm. That's actually, <laughs> yeah, you think about it and you hear it, but it's really true. It is really true. You know, you get your mindset and then your body will follow whatever you're thinking. So tell me about, some of your clients, who are the people who come to you? Are they primarily women? Are they young? Are they old? What are your demographics? Yeah, thanks for asking. I love talking about my, my ladies. <laughs> um, I mostly serve women healer entrepreneurs who are um, having that craving to begin to play bigger in the world by sharing their messages. And that could be in the form of blogging or their websites or speaking to people about what they do. And I think in the, the healer realm, and by the way, y'all are healers. I, I'm one of those people who believes everybody is a healer. You're either moving through the world with the healing kind of energy or you're not. Mm -hmm. And we all have the potential for that. So remember how you live your life is... Um, can be spreading healing energy. You are a healer with your word, with your actions. All we could talk all day about that, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but those are the ladies. They've chosen healing as a career. Um, they might be physical uh, therapists. They might be massage therapists, energy workers, chiropractors, um, coaches, people who've really made a commitment to helping other people. And these ladies are sometimes forgetting to take care of themselves. And so there might be some burnout involved. 
I really believe that we need to be serving from an overflow, not our reserves. Because when we're serving from an overflow, then there's never anything taken from us. We have to recharge on a regular basis to be serving from an overflow. And especially when you get courageous enough to put your message out loud for the world to read or hear, there are going to be hits that you'll take. You will. It's not uh, if you'll have negative feedback. It's when you will. And so I really feel like I'm building a revolution of these brave healers who are moving out into the world out loud and unapologetic about their message and really learning the tools they need to express, heal themselves, heal the world with their messages. It takes, I said it earlier, it takes a warrior to do this. And we can only really do it when we grab hands. Um, I used to think that I would be successful if I did everything on my own. And then that was the marker for it. But when you guys learn the real secret that when you grab hands is how that comes about, it's like the world opens up to you, all these possibilities. Um, So you got me started on something I love to talk about. (laughs) No, I love it too. (laughs) I mean, I'm listening to you talk and I feel like I'm in church. I want to stand up and go, amen. I feel like that most of the time, seriously, like, you know, being able to step into my own purpose and calling like this was, ah, when, you know, it really happened to me one day, I walked out of a workshop, I was teaching at, we have a place called the Writers Center here locally in Maryland. I walked out, it was my first workshop I had taught to this uh, small group of people. I looked up to the sky And literally just said, thank you. I felt inside of my body like I had, I figured out what I was born for. Wow, right? Like, and I, and I, you know, I'm well into, you know, the mid years of my life. And to have that moment was like, wow, okay, hang on to this. I I got in the car, called my mom, and she answers the phone, and I literally burst into tears. Years. And she's like, honey, honey, what's wrong? You know, are you okay? I'm like, mom, I just had the best night. I think I know what I was born for. So, you know, when you step into that, it, it has that energy. I, I really want that for everybody. I, I think everyone can have it. I, I, we are We are so in sync here because it's funny. I had that same kind of um epiphany, if you will, I I went to speak to a group of middle school girls who were, quote unquote, not the best. And I was going to speak to them. And it's funny because years ago, I was like, I really want to speak and tell my story. But just like you were saying, I was going, well, who am I? No one will listen to me. I'm not someone famous and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went to speak to these girls and they were primarily Hispanic. And of course, starting out, they were sitting there like, you know, who is this woman? Why is she here talking to us? But by the end, they were coming to me going, oh, my gosh, I want to be like you. You inspired me. And the principal was going, I've never seen them like this. And when I left that school, I was I felt something inside of me. It was an overflow. I just felt so much joy. I said, this is this is it. This is what I was meant to do. I was meant to speak and be, you know, an inspiration to others. So uh, when you said speaking uh, and doing 
from an overflow capacity given of yourself. I was going, yes, yes. That's <laughs> you said it. It's and you're and I know this, and I don't know if I've said it out loud before, but that overflow that we're talking about, it is the joy. So people want to feel energized. They don't want to be tired. They want to have abundance. They don't want to have no bank account. They want a lot of things, right? But when you're moving into the joy factor, that is what the overflow is. And that energy brings all those other things to you. You become this magnet. So I've, you know, I've really made a practice out of going for that joy feeling. And um, it's interesting what sort of resistances come up inside of you when you do it. And yeah, this journey, boy, is an adventure. <laughs> oh, it it is. How do you, and just tell me a, a little bit of how you step your clients through their journey. And I know everyone is different, but what is your strategy that you use? Well, so I guess you're giving me the opportunity, thank you, to talk about a couple of the programs. The The program that I developed um, that I just love so much is called Intuitive Writing for Healers. And how I'm moving them through the process in that, it's an, a live online class, is we're moving through the topics of awareness. They're all topics of awareness, but they include things like your inner critic voice, your fear. Um, and fear has some interesting voices inside of you. We talk about body awareness as the basic foundation for the connection to your intuition, which is also the creativity connection. So the processes of feeling into the body, being embodied and knowing what you feel and understanding and recognizing the thoughts. And a lot of people think they need to think their way through this process when really we need to feel our way through the process. So honestly, the, the method, this brave healing method is really a method of body awareness. And then we, I marry it with the therapeutic writing process because when you're connected like that, you surprise yourself what comes out of you. So we move that soul-driven idea uh, into words from the heart to the pen. And we get to write from that connected space. And I teach the ladies how to connect and then how to move through that writing. And some of them are there just to write for their own souls, really li literally just to write for their own healing process. And some are on the other end of the spectrum and they're like, you know what? I want to start writing my message out loud. And so getting them through the, um, the ideas that they are worthy. Their message does matter and moving through those paralyzing blocks that come up when, when you're playing bigger in the world. And I know you get this because having a podcast is playing bigger in the world. <laughs> so I know that you get this, these ideas that sometimes we, we get the ideas, but we don't have the tools. And so that's, that's the biggest thing that I'm doing is just teaching the tools, guiding the tools. Um, sometimes I got to grab their hands and drag them. And sometimes I don't because fear is a little bit of a big monster when it's inside your body. You know, nobody wants to like go there and face it. Are you a fan of um, Brene Brown? Yes, I've heard several of her talks. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if you numb the pain, you're also numbing the joy. That was her 
quote. And I try to get people to realize where they've been numbing up in their life and where they need to like be fiercely fully alive and feel everything. Wow. So just tell me briefly about some of the women when they get that breakthrough, how, what is their reaction to Mm -hmm. that? It's so awesome. Um, there have been some times it's you're making me think of one in particular. Uh, we we wrote the story of who she was and and what she does in the world as a healer, and she was um, literally putting it out to her clients, prospective clients, her audience for the first time in this particular way. And I helped her move through what those words were, how to arrange them how to feel into, because you guys, whatever you write, please be feeling something when you write it. So if you want to inspire people, you better be feeling the energy of inspiration as you literally type out your, your words. And the problem is we're, we're scared when we type our words. We are bored when we type our words. We're exhausted when we're typing our words. And that can't, that can't be the way that you do it or else nobody that they, they may listen, but they're going to feel those exact things. And if I could tell your audience any secret about that intuitive writing process, that would be it. What are you feeling? So, so that aha moment for this woman was um, she, she emailed me back when she read the final piece and she's like, um, I'm sobbing right now. You get it. And now I feel proud to put this message out so that other people will finally get what I do. That is big. And um, again, in the healing realm, it can be very big because, you know, if you've uh, done any dabbling with healing before, you know, there's a big spectrum of healers and what they do from very woo woo to all the way left brain. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, some of my, you know, friends who are in all alternative and holistic medicine, they really need to be able to describe what they do. And it's difficult. It is funny. You say you said from, you know, woo woo to, and I'm thinking, yeah, because, you know, when we started, I said, you know, you do some things that are different than what I would traditionally think of as holistic. Yes. Because some are kind of woo-woo where you're going, okay. Um, but this is such a it's such a practical, makes sense strategy. I mean, and I don't know if it's just me be because I'm I'm, you know, right there with you or what, but it just it makes sense. It's not, you know, oh, you need to, you know, hold a crystal and do it. I mean <laughs> There, you know, and I'm not saying anything bad about people who do that, but <laughs> crystals get such a bad rap. I'm telling you, and I'm sitting here at a desk. You know, this is all audio. We can't, you can't, you. I really, you want to see my desk right now? It has amethyst crystals on it. It has a little crystal pig sitting on top of a penny for Chinese New Year. There's so many fun things you can do with crystals, but you're you are so right. It's a strategy. And a strategy that actually taps into emotion and where your prospective clients are coming from is that feeling space, whether they like to admit it or not. Um, and you guys, woo, woo, woo is only something you haven't experienced or don't understand. That is it. 
So why not go at something that you don't understand completely or haven't fully experienced with curiosity instead of skepticism? Right? Yes. Now, see, in this, I don't know if you can quite answer this, but in your clients, because it takes it takes a minute to learn how to listen yes. to yourself. Okay. So, so true. how do you tell your clients to get to that point? Perfect. Perfect question for everybody on the planet. <laughs> because if you're not slowing down long enough to listen to your body, you, you won't be there. You won't be connected. And we are in a society right now that is hyper speed. Everything is moving fast. Oh my gosh. I saw the best quote the other day. Um, it said something like, you guys, we are competing with machines and we are trying to compete with them literally as human beings. And it's impossible. And we are getting more and more sleep deprived, more and more sick and exhausted by, by that fact that we're trying to compete with machines right now. But so how do you do it? You practice. And so I don't like to use the M word, the meditation. You know why? Because it scares people. They think I mean that they need to sit on a pillow for an hour with their legs crossed. Um, that is awesome if you would like to do things that way, but it's really about the other M word and that's just mindfulness. And my word is bodyfulness because I don't want you in your mind. I want you in your body. So what about just anchoring into the sensation of your breathing? And everybody, while they're listening right this moment, can do that because it's something that we have to do all day long anyway. So we actually can multitask this practice with our normal life. And this is where it becomes so magical because no matter what you're doing, driving, doing the dishes, dealing with a screaming kid at work, having a tough conversation or meeting, we can actually anchor into the sensation of our body and our breathing in the background of what we're dealing with in, in front of our face. And when we do that, we realize just how tight our bodies are. We have our shul- shoulders up in our ears. We're clenching our teeth together. We're, we're tightening our butt cheeks together. We are doing so many things inside of the stress response that we're not conscious of. So hopefully that's a perfect, easy step for your listeners. Relax as you're listening to these words. Where are you holding on in your body? Take a really deep breath and unclench everything right this moment. You can do it any moment. That's the beauty of it. So true. I mean, and and it's funny you say that because I carry my stress in my shoulders. So I started doing Pilates. And that was one of the things the instructor would always say to me. She'll say, you know, you're not wearing your shoulders as, or as earrings. And, <laughs> and I thought about that and I was like, I guess I do do that. But yeah. we do it so unconsciously. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, every, this world is fast. There's so much going on. And we, we're stressed, but a lot of times we don't know how we're um, releasing that stress. And like you said, I love the getting into your body because that's how we release it through our bodies, whether it's the, the tense clenching or you have your shoulders up to your ears. It yes. can be any of that. Yes. And with that awareness, with that body awareness, you then get the choice. You have a choice. 
So without the awareness, you, you won't have a choice. You'll just go through your day clenching one big ball of clench, you know, but if you drop down for even just a moment to notice what you feel and what is happening in your body, then all of a sudden, magically, you get this choice to unclench and breathe. And it takes a lot of energy to walk around all day long in a clench ball. And people get tired a lot faster. It, when you start to practice body awareness and really releasing and relaxing into your, your body and breathing more, man, oh man, you are going to feel energy come back to you. Not to mention just breathing, you know, is going to increase that oxygenation of your system. And beyond this whole physical thing, remember you guys that every single emotion has a physiological manifestation inside of you. So the other thing you can begin to notice is, you know, what are you thinking and feeling emotionally? What is that creating in your body system? So I use the example of that difficult conversation, you know, maybe you're on the phone with um, a spouse or a boss or a coworker, any a friend, it could be anything and it's feeling really difficult and people are getting defensive and there might be a little raised voices or whatever. Take a breath, take a pause, notice what's happening in your body as you are feeling that frustration or that anger or, or whatever it is. And with awareness, you get a choice is, is more powerful than you think because um, I, use, I teach a tool in my workshop called flipping the switch. When you have awareness in your body of what you're thinking, believing, uh, doing, feeling, acting, all of that stuff, you can then flip it to something that serves your joy better. You've got the choice right in every single moment. So that's where the magic lies. But like you said before, it takes a minute to learn to listen like this. And it's a practice. It's, you know, go, go practice, go make a lot of mistakes, go fail some more, because those are all stepping stones to get you to the place where you're mastering it and feeling the freedom in your body and your mind and feeling inspired. I, I love it. I love everything you're saying because I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not a holistic therapist, but I truly believe in the mindset and, and just being in tune to yourself. And I started getting um, into instincts, just feeling what instinctively what my body is saying, what my mind is saying. And I'm learning that that small voice that I hear is usually the right thing. Yes. So instead of me, like you, you mentioned earlier about overthinking things, instead of overthinking, a lot of times if you just sit still, you'll get your instincts to tell you what you need to do. Exactly. In intuition is a superpower that everybody has. And it's about, you know, sometimes it's about redeveloping your, your ability because we have it as a kid and we, we are sort of taught right out of it or conditioned out of that, of, of using that superpower. So, so for some of us, we have to reconnect to it again. And it's exactly what you said. It's um, slowing down and getting still long enough to hear that other voice. Because we hear these messages all day long. A lot of it is the inner critic, you know, not good enough. Who am I to do the, all that stuff that gets in your way, right? Mm -hmm. But this other voice has a different quality. And you hinted at it already. It's, a, it's quieter. It's powerful. 
it makes you stop and listen. Like if you let it get your attention, it's giving you an important message. And that's, uh, oh man, this, this one thing will change your life. I agree. And I, I am a witness to that. So I totally agree. Now, what are some other ways that you help your clients? You have your, your writing workshop and um, basically having them do the self-awareness. Is there anything else that just brings it all together to get that person to where they want to be? Well, so I've aimed myself in a couple different ways. I love the one-on-one coaching for this um, uh, for this reason because I can kind of laser focus into one person and jumpstart their um, ideas, their business, their intuition, everything we've been talking about with a strategy. It, it doesn't even really matter where you are with what you got. It's about the strategy that will take you where you want to be and then getting into action with that strategy. If I had, this is the billion dollar book or the billion dollar answer. If I could help people do what they already know they need to do, (laughs) that would be it, right? Because a lot of the times it's just connecting to that place. You've got the answers inside. So the one-on-one coaching is a great, great way. And listen, everybody could really use help like that. The best coaches and healers have coaches and healers. And so when you're watching the people around you and it's like, whoa, they just made that an incredible transformation and they're doing this new business or they're this or that, you know, chances are the people doing what you'd really like to be doing are being coached through the process and more than you think. So, um, things like helping you through, uh, you know, what's that talk you're going to go out and give to your ladies group? You know, have you formulated your talk? Do you know how to deliver it? Do you know even how to talk about yourself and sell your offering? That's so huge with this group of ladies that I serve is sort of moving through the feelings of unworthiness and being able to talk about themselves and what they do in a way that really feels good and doesn't feel like it's bragging because we're, we've been conditioned to think that talking about ourselves is bragging and seriously self-promotion is something you have to do. I, I said this earlier in the show, these fears are boring. You guys, I mean, it's not about you anymore. It's about who you're going to help. So if you are worried about, moving through that fear and sort of selling yourself and talking about yourself and what you do. Um, don't be because what if that next person that, you know, hears the message and works with you, that life is changed. They're going to go change a life. And there is your ripple. This does not happen without quote selling yourself. Um, it's, it's a thing I've had to move through. It's been pretty significant in my life to get from a place where I was, um, painfully shy, massively introverted, painfully shy public speaking in college was a torturous semester for me. And I moved from that place to standing on a stage and saying, Hey, I'm here to inspire the crap out of you. Let's go. Let's get the badass on, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like, how do you move somebody from where I was to where I am now? How do you do that? Well, you, you have to get them 
inside of that place of joy that we've been talking about today. You have to get them knowing even what their deepest desires are. And many women haven't even had a chance to sit with their deepest desires. What they have been doing is practicing what they've been taught they should want. That is what we've been doing for decades. We've been practicing what everyone else told us we should want. Go to college, get a good job, find a great man, get married, get the house, have the kids, have the dog, have a second house, have a retirement fund, check, 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 check. And you're still miserable. And you're like, what the, I just did everything I was supposed to do. I checked off all the lists of the things that I want, that I was supposed to want. And why am I still miserable? So, whew, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Like we got to start with what we really want. What is it that you guys want? Sit with yourself. Don't let anyone else sit in that room when you do that session with yourself. And breathe into it and feel your body and connect with that inner place. And then start to write it down, make it real. If it's not out loud, it's not real. You have to start sharing these desires and dreams and goals out loud, even if it's just to yourself on paper at first. I mean, and I think that's so important what you said, because we are, and I know I was, living the life that other people said I should live. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, like you said, until I realized that, you know what, I've been doing all these things. This is not really what's bringing me joy. That when I did take the step to do what I was, you know, that brought me joy, I found that this is my purpose. Yes. And it's just, it's amazing. And I think, I think women are told that or fed that all their lives. I don't know if men are, but I think we as women, yeah, you're told, you know, you got to go to college, you got to do this, you got to get married, you got to have kids. And, you know, if there's anything that's I've learned in my life is not trying to follow the norm or what people think you should do, but actually going for what you love and what's your passion. Yes. So important. You know, our purpose is joy. And none of those things that we listed make you who you are. In the beginning, though, sometimes you think that they are going to make you who you are. And so you go for the next achievement or the next success. But when you're connecting with joy on that simple list out level, you are going for really your true essence. The true essence of who you are is love and joy. And um, yeah, it's, it's so, it sounds so simple and it is so profound when you start to get the wheels moving toward that. Um, but you're right. Society has taught us another story. So we can recognize that now as a story that we believed for a long time. And mm -hmm. now we're doing things differently. I always say to people, you know, what if there's something you haven't learned yet that could change everything? <laughs> so I walk around like that all the time, like expecting to learn more things like that. And I do. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I can sit here and talk with you for hours because it just seems like we're connected in this sense that we're on the same page. And I love speaking with like-minded people because, I mean, and especially women, I love speaking and networking and, 
and I'm trying to collaborate with other women because we just don't do that enough. Men yes. do it all the time and they don't have to be friends, but they will collaborate with one another. And I think, and I, another thing, I think there's another society thing. I think women think that they're in a competition with other women. And if you help someone else, that's going to, you know, deter you from what you're going to get, or it's not going to, you know, you're not going to go further if you're going to help someone else. And I just, I don't feel that at all. Exactly. Think about the competition energy. Uh, you guys think about that for a minute. When you're inside of competition energy, how does that feel in your body? To me, it feels tight and constricted and a little sort of amped up and anxious. It feels not good. <laughs> Think about the energy of collaboration now. A really powerful, successful collaboration where all the moving parts are working in sync together and there's flow and power. Feel that for a moment now as an example, as a different example. Feel how your posture even sits up a little taller. Feel how there's spaciousness in that energy. Feel the bigness and the inspiration inside of you, where that is and how it actually makes your physical body feel. This is the trick to knowing what serves you and your purpose is the difference between those two feelings. So when I figured out that the competition feeling was something I just, no way, it, that actually was like feeling bad inside of me, like literally physically bad. And I started moving, like I always say, putting my face toward the sun, like going toward the collaborations and the, um, that kind of good vibe energy, everything changes. And it, that little aha moment can happen in an instant where you really figure out what you've been doing and what you can now do to change things up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to go into the 10 questions that I ask every guest. Are you ready? Ooh, this should be fun. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Who or what motivates you? Mm. Wow. Um, poetry. <laughs> poetry turns me on like nothing else that has in a long time. When I sit and connect with that inner place I've been telling you guys about, full poems will come. Yes. I will just leave it right there. Okay. <laughs> what demotivates you? Mm. Negativity, pessimism. Um, I really, I tried at one point to stop gossiping, venting, and complaining. And again, it's the same idea as the energy thing I was talking about a minute ago. Um, yeah. Negativity and pessimism. No, that's a big no for me. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Mm, that is a great question. So one of the things um, that I know about my life is that my, my marriage was not um, a mistake or a failure, even though I was divorced. And he did say things that in the moment hurt. But of course, this is the hard part. You, you can look back in retrospect and realize the gift you were given. 
to know yourself better, to know what you stand for, to move in a direction. And because you became clear about what you didn't want, I think that's the best example for that question. Wow. Love that. What is your fear? Uh, uh, I have this, I call it sort of healthy, urgent, urgent feeling inside of me all the time that, um, that my biggest gifts won't be expressed before I die. I know this sounds, you know, a little dark and depressing, but it's more of a, of a excited, urgent, like every day I wake up and I think, Oh gosh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Like, what if I, what if I die before the, before I get the music out of me? That's, I think that's a Wayne Dyer quote. Um, and so maybe it's a fear, but maybe it's also the healthy purpose-driven kind of fear that drives me every day. You're just making me realize that right now. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you did? <laughs> Bring me back to my 20s. I could make a list a mile long. <laughs> you know what? We were lucky though. we had no internet back then. Exactly. <laughs> I'm dating myself by saying that. Oh, I'm um, right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, gosh, you know, I spent a lot of those years unconscious, not really fully awake in my life. And um, I said things and did things that definitely not not proud of that I wouldn't be repeating, you know, it, at this current stage. But one thing I know about regrets like that. Um, and this might be for everybody listening, it doesn't serve you to spend any time worrying about them. What serves you is to stay in your now moment, projecting forward into the purpose of your life. And so that's a question I do not spend a whole lot of time on. Oh, good advice. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Um, is that the same question? It's the uh, reverse. Oh, uh, I wished I had not done something. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Sure. I mean, I think it's kind of the same answer. I, but, uh, you know how I'm going to answer this. People are going to be like, oh, that's kind of a cop out, but I'm just being real here. Like, I can't say yes to that. You know why? Because where I am today and this Everyone is allowed to feel this way. Where I am today is because of every single crappy or otherwise decision I ever made. And I love where I am today. So I look back at that stuff that I just cringe about that ha is shame filled. And oh my gosh, did you really, you know, do that or say that? And I'm just like, all right, you know, massive self-compassion here. You know, it was all for a purpose because I really do believe that everything has a divine purpose and the things that happen, happen for us. Um, so hopefully your listeners won't be like, oh, that's a cop out. She didn't answer the question. <laughs> but yeah. I get it. What is your definition of success? I think that um, feeling daily joy in a way that moves me out of my bed without an alarm clock every day to help other people 
and the way that I sort of feel into that every day and just, I can smile when I get up in the morning and just know that, um, this life is a miracle. That's, that's a success feeling. Um, I used to be really addicted to the achievement and the success. Um, I, I even called that like my drug of choice for a certain time of my life. But I think what I'm um, more feeling into now as far as success goes is just the feeling of joy. Um, it really is pretty simple. Okay. How do you recharge? I love recharging um, by walking in nature. That is an almost instant creativity connection for me. Um, I take a lot of naps. I sleep well, y'all. I really have to recharge. uh, And sleep is our deepest opportunity to connect to that healing. Um, And so, you know, people have such a hard time sleeping, but I I get my naps in. I sleep a lot. I recharge with walking in nature. I do a lot of writing to feng shui my soul, which is a recharge. Um, I treat myself to, there's a long list, right? Because we're talking about self-care here. Mm-hmm. And self-care can be, it's such a hot topic right now, but I really consider it a necessity. So I get body work. I access other healers. I, I don't look at that as treating myself anymore. I look at it as um, necessary. Mm-hmm. What are you awesome at? <laughs> inspiring the heck out of people (laughs) to go for the joy and really even more than that, show them the ways that they can do it. Cause you know how you go to an inspirational talk and you're like charged up and you are ready to go. And then the next morning you are crashing hard. (laughs) Well, that, that is not me. I need to be able to give you the strategy and the action taking so that the, that you're not crashing so hard that you actually have the tools. So I think I'm pretty awesome at doing the inspiration piece, but also giving you the action steps. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? Mm, I want to build a revolution of a million brave healers who are writing speaking and sharing their stories out loud. Okay. You can tell I pra- I've practiced that one. Yes. yes <laughs> that's good. Okay. So those were our questions. So what is one motivational takeaway that you want to leave the listeners with? Uh, you guys, you were born, so you're worthy. Your message really does matter. What if the thing you're still a little afraid to share is exactly the thing someone else needs to hear to change or save their life. It's time to be brave. Wow. Okay, Laura, where can the listeners connect with you? Oh, yes, please. Come find me. Come play with me at bravehealer.com. And if you love Facebook, I'm at kick-ass warrior goddess. Um, I also have a free group there, and I really, really love to connect with you guys. So come and find me. Wow. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling so inspired now, but I thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you so much, Trina. This was such an awesome conversation. You are a beautiful interviewer, so connected, and I, I just so enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you. Well, thank you. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, 
Go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash booktrina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.